a little advice. A little advice. Come on, come on, come on, yeah. Just a little advice. Just a little advice with Christine Little. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Little Advice Podcast, a podcast where I, comedian Christine Little, gives a little advice to one of my guests. This is episode number 33 with comedian and podcast host and one of my friends, Tracy Walker. And we talk about how people try to steal her style. What? Yeah, they're copying what she's doing and how she's doing it. And then we also talk a little bit about the art of active listening. And she goes on to tell me about how she comes up with her jokes and hashes them out podcast related. If you want to talk to me more about the episode, please head over to the Facebook group and join the Facebook little advice podcast group, like the Facebook page. And also tell me, have you ever dealt with people trying to steal your style? If so, how do you deal with it? I'd love to know. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate, subscribe, review, and share if you know anyone who's ever dealt with this before. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Without further ado, here's episode number three with Tracy Walker. Thank you so much for listening to A Little Advice. Hello, I am here with Tracy Walker. Hello, Tracy. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. Now that I have a little advice from Christine Little. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So, Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I'm a country girl from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a comedian. I came out to L.A. to live my biggest, wildest dream to be like um, queen of comedy. And that's what I'm doing out here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm being like Nip- Nipsey Hussle said, um, never giving up because I've been on my grind, but I'm never giving up. But I'm, I'm evolving. That's the thing that, you know, that I get out of. My journey is that I, ha- I see I see me evolving and I'm, I'm content with that. And I have an issue with other people trying to get trying to take my oil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, let's get into that. What is your problem? My problem is envy. Why people, you know, how do they I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand the game of envy because my my thing was if you, you get envy, you envy people that have more than you that you know, got it to me unfairly, or they just got lucky, or they just got, I don't know, I don't know why what makes a person, I mean, I felt envy before, I'm like, wow, I think I deserve an opportunity too, I think I deserve that, why her, something like that, but when you, yeah, but when you don't know people, it's like, I don't understand how when you don't know people, and they envy you, it's like they, they come sit by you and start doing exactly what you're doing, as if that's their character, and that's their personality, and I'm like, that's crazy as hell. So tell me a little bit about that specifically, uh, the envy and jealousy you're feeling around you. So it's like even now, it's like if I go into the gym, like I go to my class, my psycho classes, I like to take, I go to the Y and I like to take psycho classes. I like to take um, Zumba classes. And I'm like, when I take them, it's just feel like, I don't know because I'm the black girl, because it's like, it's like uh, Latinas, like mostly Mexicans and, and white, white people uh because it's gentrified in the neighborhood now so it's like kind of like white people in the team fix to teach the classes but i'm usually the only black girl in the class or whatever and i just noticed everybody watching my feet 
and my energy and my, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want you to, you know, I don't want to teach a class. It's like I'm being forced to teach a class. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what's going on? They look at me when I close, and I try to close my eyes and get out of it. And then they close their eyes. And if I grunt, they grunt. It's like they're trying to get my energy and my, my, you know, what's, what's my uh, process, you know? And I'm like, I don't like that. That, that on so many levels that makes me mad because, even one one white lady told me she was like yeah you know you're so good you know I thought like if I could just do it like her then and I'm like you know and that felt better because at least she acknowledged me you know what I mean it's one thing to to envy and steal but for, to not acknowledge somebody that's that even hurts even more because it's like no this is me and I'm just doing this and it's like no just say hey I like the way you do it you know you encourage me or you inspire me give me something right Don't so it's like people in your class or kind of biting your style, doing what you're doing. And then most of them aren't even saying like, Hey, I'm doing what you're doing. I like what you're doing. They're just kind of taking it and not really saying anything. I mean, every day, like today it happened every day. I don't even get on the elliptical that much. I got on the elliptical one time last week, white lady get right next to me. I'm like, I know this can't be a coincidence. She get on right next to me. It's like four ellipticals. Why you have to get on the one right next to me? I'm like, First of all, I just wouldn't mind a little space. She get on right next to me, right when I get on. And you can just tell they try to stay on the same level. If I speed up, they speed up. If I go down, I go down. It's like they just, they want, they want the energy and they want what they've been fed. They see Serena Williams. They see we athletic. They see we fat. They, they just get this image like, okay, she, I'm going to get my motivation and energy and everything from her because she's a black girl. She's going to do it. So I'm going to, it's like, look, are they competing or something? I don't know what it is, but it happened to me again today. And I'm like, I have to go all out of my way to change my rhythm, my beat and everything so I can enjoy my music and enjoy my exercise and not be mimicked with someone right next to me because they want to keep up with me or they want to compete with me or they want what I, what they think I'm getting from my exercise. You know what I mean? And it's just disgusting to me. I'm like, how can you not want your own experience uh, exercising? So it sounds yeah. like they're distracting you from your workout because there are in some you know, secret competition or yeah. trying to keep up with what you're doing, but it's distracting yeah. to you. And, and even I, if I'm in my car, okay, even if I'm in my car, I go to my car in the morning, I get my coffee, you know, my juice. I swear to God, this person has already been parked. Okay, they come out and I'm on my phone because I do, you know, work on my phone. And I'm on my phone. This person will come out and sit in that car and stay on their phone until I pull off. They will sit next to me on their phone and me on my phone. If they pull up, they won't get out of the car. They stay there and sit on their phone. It's like, what are you? It's like they're empty. It's like they. I think it's like the Walking Dead. Like they have nothing inside. And then when they see somebody that they think have energy or life, they perform it. You know what I mean? To feel like, oh, okay, just to just even to kind of like assimilate a kind of life. That's what I think. I honestly think people are so prescription drugged up, so zanned out on whatever fucking yoga, whatever they're talking, they talking about, that they have no time left to evolve in real life to a real person. Because ain't no real person going to sit down and just all of a sudden do what somebody else is doing. That's what's so disgusting. You do that when you're little. When you, you know, when you're little and your brother, you're like, shut up. Don't say what I'm saying. You spark your brother. And he say something. You say exactly what he said. You do that stuff. That's called sibling robbery. You do that and you, you outgrow that. You don't want somebody to mimic. Stop saying what I'm saying when I'm saying it. Because you're trying to, I, I, um, you want to express your individuality and your, 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 your space. And that's how I feel now. I'm like, why should I have to be at 52 years old going through this 
that children should have developed. This the children should have evolved past this. I don't know. I ain't never seen a person in one day in my life that I want to sit down and start acting like. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen that. So I'm like, what the hell is I must be great. I must be amazing, but it's hard. Well, let's talk about that, too, because you are in a profession, you're doing comedy, where you're in the spotlight a lot, and, you know, you have a a certain uh, fashion sense and presence, and you do have a a, a nice big energy. How can you reconcile you being out in the spotlight and people kind of taking on some of that, you know, maybe emulating what you're doing because they're like, oh, you know, this is my own little personal Beyonce situation over here. You know, they're conscious of it. Like, what do you you reconcile that in your head? I think it's like you said, because, I mean, even the way you form your questions are so enlightening, because like you said, they might really do seem like they have their personal own Beyonce right here, you know, and I understand that. Because if you know, but my thing is the teacher is up front and you paid the teacher. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you have a sucker ass teacher, but you paid the teacher. I'm even here to learn from the teacher. You know what I mean? Me too. Zumba, you have quick dances one after another. You have to look at the teacher. They rather look at me. You know, and that's all I'm saying. It's like in cycling, this teacher's up there. He's getting paid. He's telling you how to do the class. How do, they're looking at me. And I'm like, I have to stop sometimes and just say, just so they, and you can see them slow down because they didn't lost their rhythm because they're trying to keep up, do what I'm, it's like, no, don't do that. Have your own, it's just, it's taxing on me. That'd be taxing on anybody. You know, Tracy, I, you know, as you were talking about that, you're like, you paid the teacher. Sorry if you have a whack-ass teacher. I just thought of something. This could be an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. If you know that you have this ability to draw people in and draw attention, how can you capitalize on that? Can you do exactly. that? Can you do and that's that? what I thought. I went through all of that and I really asked and I and, and, you know inquired and I got the information and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do fucking Zumba. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't want. I want to do it, do it, but I want to enjoy it. I don't want to teach anymore. I, I taught. I was a behavior therapist. I was a tutor. I was a uh, substitute teacher. I was a teacher assistant. I was a Bible school teacher. Look, look, let me tell you, nursing school teacher, I done had enough of teaching. You know, I came here to be a star. And that's that's the problem. And that's what they said. And the thing is, I refuse to give what I have away for free. Because it's like, it's, you know what it took me to get it? You know, the tears, the years, the sweat, the blood. It took me to be who I am. Didn't see somebody come sit next to you and just copy you. And you know that's not them because you know it's all you. It's like, no, you don't, you don't want to do this right now at this moment. Like, you don't want to just sit here for 10 minutes and use your phone. You don't, just because I'm sitting here using your phone. It happens every day. You don't want to, you don't want to dance to Beyonce on the, on the, um, um, elliptical because I, I'm listening to her in my earbuds. You don't even know who I'm listening to. So how you end up on the same beat that I'm on? You know, it's just, it's just crazy. I see them looking through the mirror, Christine. I see people looking through the mirror to look back at my feet and cycling. I'm like, you going through extreme measures to get what I got. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's just frustrating because it's like, I'm trying my best. I, I master my art to get, make people pay for, but you know, and I, and I, and we told my, I talked to my therapist about it and she was like, well, maybe it's how you, how you, how you perceive it or how you look. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This has been something all my life. Like this has been something all my life I've been dealing with. Like it, it's, it's normal. Like most people have, uh, girl, my best friend slept with my, um, my boyfriend, 
Mm. And she was like, yeah. And she, and, and this, we were like friends since 12th grade. And then, you know, we got older and stuff like that. And she started, and she did that. And she was like, yeah, just like he said, um, somebody need to bring down your ego. So it's like, they huh? don't even see, yeah, it's ego. So it's not confidence, it's ego. So yeah, both of them had to combine to bring down my ego. Like somebody, I, my first love and then my, my best friend. So it's like, I've been through that. And then my other friend that came out here with me, Tracy, we were like, so-called play sister she was a singer i was a comedian and, and and we were like play play sister twins everything and when she left she's like i wanted to be the smartest the wisest the funniest she named seven characteristics and she was like you have all that and that just killed me because i'm like we've been out here struggling you know as artists homeless and everything and that's what it meant to you that's what this meant to you this meant a game to you you know what i mean what do and you I'm mean like, that? what do you mean it was a game to her she said that you you had all these things that she aspired to be like. I mean, but she said she wanted to be the smartest, the funniest, the wisest. But the thing is, this was when we were breaking up friendship. So she because so she felt like she couldn't compete with. She didn't like that you had what she wanted. Right. It's like okay, if you if I. But the thing, the funny thing is, I was inspired by her. She was somebody I looked up to from Atlanta because she was married. She didn't curse. You know, I had like a foul mouth. I was trying to, you know, not curse so much. I, I was known as foul mouth Tracy. She was smart. She taught herself like Spanish. I could barely goddamn talk the English language. You know, she just had a lot of qualities that I was like, oh, my God, this is somebody I want to be around and emulate and stuff. She had a perfect little shape, everything. And she came up here. She was like a fitness instructor at Bally's and she would start training the, you know, the celebrity um, um, comedians and everything. And she still, no matter what, she still was like, but I wanted to be the prettiest, the smartest, the wisest. And this, after we got settled, got our own place, it was still, it's like, I don't know what you want. They literally want to take your place. Well, what about what you said that you, you, uh, you admired things about her that she was married, that she could speak different languages and do different things. You know what? That, how, that would, what how is that different from people seeing that in you? Or do you take it as them stealing from you versus admiring? They say imitation is the, I'm, I'm sure you've heard because, that. Imitation because, is the big form of flattery. You so know, the difference, about that. Okay, that? The, difference between, the, the difference between imitation and flattery and somebody envying and stealing is you acknowledge it. It's just like black, white people in this country. We have invented everything in this country almost, and we get no acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And then we say, oh, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. That's a, that's a false concept. And see, people still want to build on that. You would acknowledge and say black people were the inventors of peanut butter, Coca-Cola, all these, the first hat, heart play, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Do that. And then, and then we won't feel bad when you come and you, you know, you, you uh, appropriate. You know what I mean? You, mm -hmm. you can't. That's the whole point. Just acknowledge. Like, I felt so much better when the white lady said, oh, my God, you are so good. I said, if I could just because she had enough sense to see that I may have saw her copying me. So she was you she know, had enough I, conscious to be like, you know, what I'm saying? I wouldn't like like with Tracy when, when I said I admire her. You know what I told her? I said, girl, I want to be your shape. How do you eat? I want to eat what like you eat. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Don't sat upside me like it had me questioning like like I don't have no identity. Like I'm normal. I'm not fucking normal. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have a normal journey. I'm amazing. And if you come up and say that, oh, God, you have so much energy. You have this. Then I can say, oh, then I will share. It's just like you coming up and walking to somebody's house taking a shit. 
What's that? You coming up into the door saying, can I have a cup of water, please? You know what I mean? It's the same it's shit. This like, is mine. Yeah. This is mine. Sounds like it's a respect thing, too, because you're yeah. like, you know, what How you have dare is valuable you? that you earn. I'm highly life. intelligent. Yeah. It's not uh, just you, you moving your legs. It's not that. You know what it took for me to wake up this morning and get out of bed and be thankful for my health and my two feet and get to the gym and put this energy into this? You take it all day. You don't take that. You don't get to take that. Mm-hmm. And play with that and assimilate that because I see them. They they watch me. They watch my feet. They watch my energy. They watch how I put my eyes. They watch how I put my nose. They everything. And I'm like, this is crazy. I mean, I was in the sauna the other day and I started stretching because, I mean, I'm just always productive. I don't like really being idle. That's how my addictions come in, like from alcohol because I'm sober. You know, I've realized I don't like being, I just don't like being idle. That's why I used to drink. I don't like being, um, um, like bored. So I know, don't be bored. I'm always doing something. So I started stretching in the sauna. The sauna ain't that big. It's small. So we would just, they were just chilling. There's two white ladies in there when I walked in. They were just chilling. I would just start stretching my little, my little legs. Girl, you would have thought I was teaching a fucking stretching class up in that motherfucker. <laughs> they were stretching, stretching. Ugh, ugh. I said, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, and you don't, and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I don't want, I can't stretch unless I'm teaching a class, unless it's some competition. Come on now. So it sounds, I mean, it's interesting to me because it's not about the money. It's not like you're trying to get, make money from it. It's just like, no, hey, acknowledge no. that I, what I'm doing is adding value to you. And it sounds yeah. like that this is a really hot button issue from you. For you, I mean, like, I, like things have been taken from you before. Yeah. And so this is, this is going to be a sore subject. And then so, it's, like, so much. it's like the, it's like the thing that we need to grow from the most is going to keep hitting, like keep coming up over and over and over yeah. and over again till we deal with it. So in a way, this is like a gift for you. And you said earlier, you're 52 years old. If this has been happening to you, to you your entire life, well, yeah. it's going to get more and more intense because it's like, Hey, get this message, get this message, get this message. Yeah. So what, and do, it you is- that, what do you think a message could be in that for you? You know what Forget I think? Them. I think- Okay, well, I think the message in it for me is because I talked to my therapist and she was like, oh, my God, the energy you brought in here, you know, just count to five, give me yoga, breathers and all this and everything. And I was like, and she said, do you still feel the same way? I was like, yes. And she was like, wait a minute. Have you ever talked to anybody about this? No, no. That's why I never had fucking therapy before I'm a black female in America. Do you think we have this? What I'm saying I'm just I'm just saying, do you actually think? And this is nothing. This is topical compared to my real issues. You know, I'm like this envy thing. It's, it's just because of my intelligence. You can't fool me into thinking that this is normal. This is not normal. If I haven't been living a normal life, if you didn't go, go the journey I did, the path I did, cry the tears I cry, if you don't see life the way I see it, or, or get healed, or evolve like I did, you wouldn't be doing the same things I'm doing. And I know that. So you can't, so all you can do is just, that's just like Kylie Jenner going to get black lips and, and appropriate And they say, oh, she's the first um, teenage billionaire. That's a bullshit. She stole our beauty to get her lips. She had, she was born with no lips. She looked at the mold of our lips and put that on her lips and went and, and, and ran to the bank to go get it because she had the finances and the money and all that to get it. So I'm just saying, if she would acknowledge it, I don't like her. I would never buy that bullshit. If she can't acknowledge, I just love black beauty. And I love the beauty of, of African culture. And hey, I love it so much. You, I would have bought me something. Get real with it. If you can't be <laughs> like that's normal, that's not normal. 
But yeah, you brought up a, for years. Stop stealing. You brought a, up a really good point there. It's like not only is this happening to you on a personal level, but this is happening on a societal level as well. So it's like yeah. you're inundated with it every day, all the time. And it's like, can I just get all a the acknowledgement here? All the time. All the time. And then when black, white men the, too. White men too. Uh-huh. When, when do you feel the most acknowledged and seen and valued for your experiences and what you've gone through. When when is that? Or when, have, I, when, yeah. when I create content and and tell people when I create content, like either when I'm on on a podcast uh, and, and 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 using my experiences, or even when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. So what is yeah. that? Is that because you're getting the direct feedback? from people or what, what no, is it about the creating the content that makes it's, you feel seen and valuable? I think what, what makes me be seen, be seen and valuable is put my raw um, emotion and feeling and gut into a subject and knowing that I can defend myself. Cause that's who I always been. I'm a fighter. My name means fight. My, my Tracy, my name means to fight. It's a fighter. I'm a, I will fight. I will the conversation I'm a, I'm a I'm a conversationalist that happens to be funny you know that's who I am so that's why I feel my strongest having my conversation and, and being not even in control of the conversation because as a comedian you're not in control of the conversation you might think you are but the audience is more in control than you are you know they can fuck up your punchline anything you know so with me I just like to be on the real I like to be just I just like to be everything to be on the up and up just be on the up and up and deal with the truth I'm a truth seeker so you feel most acknowledged and seen when you're on stage and you're telling the truth and coming from a most passionate place and the audience is is receiving that. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So so it seems like the difference might be that. I mean, this is probably going to sound so obvious, but one, you're on stage and you're with the intent to give that. And then the other one is you're living your life and you're not intending to give that away. And if you were, or not even if you were, but it would be different if someone said, Hey, I admire what you're doing. I admire how you look. I admire how you dress. I'm going to try that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's real to you. And that's what you respond to. Yeah. And that's like, and that's, it's, 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 it's disrespectful. It's rude. And like you said, it's on so many levels because me as a black woman is done to us too you know when 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 now when 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 they want to get white women want to start getting big asses and you know enjoying full figures they they want to say oh jennifer lopez anything closer to white no black women don't don't you remember sarah from africa where y'all took her from africa and took her around the world for her ass and showing her ass and had it on a chart and looking at it and looking at it like she was a petting zoo in a petting zoo and all of that but now it's jennifer lopez see i don't like that I don't like that. I don't like the, 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 the rhetoric. I don't like the, the narrative. It's, stop, it's time to stop fucking lying about black beauty and black women and the power of black women. We're not angry. We're passionate. You and- know what? I was just going to say, that's something I like when I'm listening to you right now and I'm hearing what you're talking about and the passion and the fire behind it. I'm like, dang, now I'm jealous because like <laughs> there's a. I'm as a comedian, I'm always trying to figure out what am I passionate about? What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? And you don't always know. 
But mm-hmm. with, but but talking to you, this is this is your fire. This is this is coming from a real deep place on multiple levels. Um, yeah, I just I I think that's great. I just I Thank think you. it's really cool, and I think that's uh, there's a real opportunity there to take this take this message of like, hey, we're human. Quit appropriating and ignoring and abusing and disrespecting our humanity. Yeah, exactly. We are people and we need acknowledgement. People need to be seen. Mm-hmm. And even with black women, I have the same experience with black women. It's just, I don't, it's like they want to sit here and take the easy route. They sit here and live life easy. Like I've been through all of these roommate situations. That's why I'm displaced now because I don't want another fucking roommate. And the worst thing I ever did was, well, it was, it was a journey. I can't say the worst thing I did, but I left my own apartment because, you know, I was live by myself out here. So I was like, maybe I get something nicer and get a roommate, get something bigger. And that was been a journey of hellacious, like, oh, my God, just hellacious experience with women. And I'm so disappointed. And if I really didn't have a passion for women, I probably wouldn't be fucking with them at all because I see a lot of women that want to sit here and be lazy and get the creature comforts of life and live their life the way they want to live it. And it, that gives them a low self-esteem. And then when I, they see me, all of a sudden they want me to help them. It's, I don't know why they got it in their mind that they need me to help them and comedy. I need to do this and I need okay. to do that. And when I, let's, and when let's I don't. Talk, let's talk about that a little bit. And then I'd, I'd love to go into your creative process and how you write, if that's something you want to share, but tell me a little bit more about, um, what, people expecting you to help them yeah because i had this one roommate and she was like um well when she met me she was like out of texas or whatever she met me she was like you know i want to i started a show and i was i always inspire and motivate you know comedians especially females comedians especially new female comedians and i'm like um you you're funny i see your um potential and everything she's like oh she was feeling kind of funny because she didn't have the best set and i was like you know encouraging her and then she called me she's like yeah i would love to pick your head and take you out for lunch so she came on good but then we started talking and we started trying to do a little talk because i'm always just trying to do my talk show my talk game so i was like let's do a talk um a little um uh, video call we saw sister sister talk or whatever we were just doing like um cultural comedy kind of Thing, a culture a comedy a comedic take on culture and we were doing that and everything and so i just noticed little things you know like I, i'm the type of person i'm very humble i'll give you your do i'm like oh you're very natural with it that's what i'm trying to get you like well you just gotta not do this and not they think you're stupid because you're you're humble and she's like well, you just need to do that and, and then I was, she was like well don't just just don't write nothing because i used to write the episode so she said you just too mechanic just don't write it. so i didn't write no one time i was gonna let her do the episode and she was like okay now what you say she ended up writing and doing everything I'm doing. She said, I know I'm doing what you're doing right now, but I'm just t- trying to say, no, bitch, you're doing what I'm doing, you know, but you told me not to do it. And I see that. And then, so I don't know why, but we end up, I end up um, living with her for a minute because I could get cheap rent. And they think, I know she was like, she got a car towed or whatever. And I told her I could like, give her $50, you know, right quick. And then, so the next day she was like, well, I don't have my license is expired and I can't get it. And I need a car, somebody with a license to go up there and sign for me. But she did it the way she did it. She could have asked me the, the, the day before, cause I was like, okay, let me give you the $50 or whatever like that. She could have asked me the night before, but she waited till I come home and I had a show where I was away. And she was like, oh my God, I got to get it tonight. It's going to go up some more and this and that. And I was just so frustrated and tired. And I was just like, I'm tired. And I kept 
up telling her that. I don't understand why you didn't text me and let me know. I would let you know so you can go ahead and now I feel all this pressure on me and I'm living with you and I feel obligated and she didn't even care. So when she got her car, I took her. I guess she thought she got mad at me having an attitude. Do you know she got her car? I started for her to get her car. She got her car, and she didn't say thank you or nothing and drove off before I even drove off. And then I text her like, well, like a face like, oh, my God, thank you or nothing. And then she all got mad talking about, um, I didn't expect for you to, to react that way, and you ain't got to worry about me asking you for nothing else and this and that, and I don't need no friend that's going to this and that. And all. it was just crazy. She's like, we supposed to help each other. I don't need no help my friend. I thought you were supposed to help me. And this, it's always help. I just had a comedian. Before you know her, we got to know each other in common. And she used to always be like, every every showcase she got, she would be like, oh, I need you to help me with my um my set. Um, I could take you, I can give you a set, you know, take you to Subway or whatever for lunch or whatever. I need you to help me with my set. And I always used to help her with her set. For a sandwich, bitch, you can't give me the same opportunity. I'm a comedian. I don't want a sandwich, you know. And then, then she just called me. Because it was a competition, and she just kept calling, calling. I'm like, nope, I'm not falling for it because I know me. I try to be nice, and I end up obligated. First of all, you text me. I don't. Nobody has sex to me just to call me, and I'm going to pick up the phone. She kept saying, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And she was like, I just wanted to ask you, but I didn't finally answer her because I was like, text me. What is it? She was like, no, just give me a, a call when you can. I finally asked. She was like, um, how was the showdown competition when you did it? How was the comedy competition? Would you? No, you don't get no more advice, no more nothing from me. I'm tired. Mm. it's been at least five six years straight you know i'm tired of them thinking i'm supposed to help them because i work hard they see me serious about the stage and my writing and my comedy and growing and involving you think you're just gonna and i supposed to just help you it's mm. just uh, so many different levels it's because women don't dig in people don't dig in and help themselves it's just like the person that shot the rapper Nip, nipsey Russell, uh um, nipsey hustle it's the same exact example he had a video before where he basically prophesied what was going to happen to him. He said, it's just when it's sad when you're around people that you came up with and they don't evolve like you do. And then they feel some type of way because you're you evolving and being successful, make them look a certain type of way. So they feel a certain type of way about you. He said, that's just hard, you know, and that's what the type of nigga that shot him. And I'm just, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, I'm tired of being around those type of people. Like they will take everything from me after all I've worked for just so they won't look bad standing next to me. You know, just like in the exercise class, just so they won't look bad standing next to me. Mm -hmm. They're going to copy me. But yeah. you're not, you can learn. That you can learn. You can learn. That episode of uh, Key and Peel where this dude says a joke in class and then his friend repeated it and his friend got all the accolades for it, but it was his joke. Yeah. And it just kept getting more and more high stakes. So I, I, I understand that frustration of feeling like, People kind of just taking stuff from you without acknowledging and, and then acting like you don't know or you can't tell. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, oh, yeah, you know what? When you were talking about this, it made me think, like with your friend asking for help, I started thinking about boundaries because um, I know that you've, you've had a challenging uh, life and a lot of experiences. Mm -hmm. And I, I can relate. Well, I can't relate to all of them, but I can relate mm -hmm. to some. And mm -hmm. I noticed myself recently getting really snippy with some people in my life. And I realized mm -hmm. I haven't, the reason is, is because I'm trying to protect myself so much. Right. Like my boundaries, are, like they're, they're, they're testing my boundaries too much. And if I'm not like, ah, like they're not, respect yeah. my boundaries. And exactly. I it's a, it's a, um, it's a learning curve too. Because there's some people, you know, like you ask, like my brother, if I ask my brother, 
for something and he said no i know that he's just not gonna do it no amount of asking him (laughs) to do it is gonna is gonna work really or you know so i don't know i i i think that that i have to have something to do with it as well just like making those really strong and it seems like you did with your friend when you're like i'm not gonna answer tell me what you want I don't have time for a phone call mm-hmm. and you had it on your own terms. So, and I didn't still, I, ne- I never told her and I feel great. I never told her because all these comedians that you, and she get in my face and be like, I helped this comedian with that. With That's how, I, that's how she got comedy central thing. That's how she got uh late night. That's how she, well, what well, you didn't help me though, but who's been helping you all these times. You know what I mean? And just stop taking and then she's always like, oh, when I make it, you're going to be the first one. I went, when, Like, you're going to make it before me. And it's just all of these things. That's what I mean. That's what happens when you don't acknowledge. You just have to keep living in this lie. And I'm like, you're living in a lie. You're stealing from me. You need me. It's not when you're going to make it and what you're going to do. You need me. Period. Don't try to distract. Don't try to misdirect. I'm this guy. I'm sick of it. And just because I don't like confrontation and want to fuss, I just, I'm not, a lot of times, you know me, I don't say nothing. You don't see me being confrontational about a lot of shit. Most time, I'm, if I'm saying something, it's about a set, a comedy, or something like that I'm passionate about, or something about being black. Other than that, I don't care about these fools. I don't care about them. I don't care what they got to say. Okay. But it, it just get, I just get intensely angry because it's like, I just want more from people themselves. It's like, you, you're not, a, you, you know, you should, it's just, it's, it's disgusting that you don't want to evolve. Why wouldn't you want to, that's all we got in life. You're not getting out of here alive. Why wouldn't you want to evolve? That's how you're going to get the best out of life. You want to go through life listening to what everybody tells you is right. What, what feels right. What don't feel the least, what feels the least embarrassing or least shame. And, and it's disgusting. And, but it inspires me in my work for women. I want to let you know that because I'm very passionate about my work for women and being a survivor of domestic abuse. I had my first charity show this weekend and that was stupendous. So, you know, I can put that energy into that. And I, you know, I I do my hot topics and I I get real passionate with my live shows and my charity. So I have been putting it to good use. I really have. Cause I, that's why I really just go in and say everything and, you know, like not sticking to jokes and stuff like that. So I'm going to start having live shows. And I think that's how I'm going to turn it into money. Just having it. the live shows. Yeah. Because, uh, and then, and the act got passed too. I was, um, um, advocating for the domestic violence act to be reactivated. Re- um, cause it got shut down during the government shutdown and they did, they passed it in the house. So that's victory. Okay. So yeah. So I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. Like I feel. I feel. I feel like Superwoman. I feel great because I'm doing great projects. Like with my comedy, I put myself in like a, a Wonder Woman suit because I do feel like from my journey and my overcoming that I'm. I'm like I'm supernatural. But I just don't like nobody fucking with me like that. Like they don't like they would envy because I'm the nicest person in the world. I want to help. I want to help you. You know how I used to always give feedback. Oh, this is good. This, I like this joke. I like that. I'm giving it. I'll give it to you, but you can't, don't take it, though. Don't take it. It's mm-hmm. just like rape. It's just like rape. It's like emotional rape, a mental rape. Don't do it. I'll give it. But if I don't want to give it, don't take it. Right. Right. So on that note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you um, if you've gotten any takeaways from our conversation thus far, and then we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to talk about your writing creative process. So t- okay. is there anything that stood out to you in this conversation or that was kind of like a highlight to you that you want to take with you? 
Yeah, I like the way you first asked the question when you were we were on before we got disconnected and you was like, um, it sounds like what did you say it sounds like when I first told you about the envy? It just I really I, I said it sounds like that you are you've had a lot of life experiences that have made you who you are and there's people around you who are feeding off that and taking that without acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're leveling up and they're not. And right. they're they're getting jealous of that. Yeah. That sound right? Exactly. And 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 that's that's healing. And I think that's what's going to help too with by you just acknowledging my mm-hmm. feelings and and not to go against um therapy or anything like that, but I don't trust nobody after, you know, just just 15 years of learning and living. I trust the Lord and that's what I learned. But I'm trying therapy out and she never just acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know, like you did. You acknowledge my feelings. I'm telling you how this feels and what I'm going through. And it's like they just go through a, a, a already predetermined, you know, um, uh, answer. Because it's like, well, maybe it's the way you look at it, the way you said, no, no, you know, no, it's not. I've tried my best. I'm the most rational person. I try my best. I try my best. And it's like, no, I can't anymore deal with this. I have to say it. And, um, she, I mean, girl, I've been trying to find her for the, the next um session because she was like scared. I mean, I'm like, what? And I, I really appreciate the way you, 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 just by you acknowledging my feelings, it made the conversation flow. And I couldn't get that out of her. And she's a therapist. It was just like we had to change the subject because she was trying to act like I was too, you know, uptight about, mm-hmm. uptight about it. And I'm like, that's why I come to therapy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that really is such a big part of it. That's called active listening and. I mean, you would be amazed at how much it, it, people need to be seen and their feelings need to be reflected back and acknowledged. And right. it can make a world of difference in any kind of confrontation or anything that you come into when you kind of just summarize what someone else has said, because it's, it shows that you heard them and you acknowledge that. So that does make right. a difference. And I love I love when people do that. For me as me well. Too. Me too. <laughs> me too. Because it makes you don't seem crazy, you know? And she wasn't, she was she didn't do that for me. She was like, well, maybe it's the way you look at it. Well, maybe it's I'm like, no, I'm 52. I'm not I'm not crazy. You've been talking to me for six months. I'm not crazy. You know, she's like, Have you ever talked to anybody about this? No, you're the first one because you're like just a therapist and you've been to school for it. And now, Christian, you're the second person. And I'm gonna tell you that you passed the test, baby. She she didn't get it. I don't know what the hell she was talking about. Be sure about. to tell her that i am i and am needs advice she can come on the podcast okay. i'm like you know what i'm like you know what i got a little advice from christine little and um <laughs> well this is a good place to 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 put a little pause on it and when we come back i would i mean i know you don't have a lot of time but i'd love okay. to hear about how you come up with your jokes and point of view we got a little bit of taste of that earlier but let's let's go into it again when we come back on okay Hi guys, thanks again for listening to the Little Advice Podcast. If you're having a good time, go ahead, please rate, subscribe, share, leave a review. Maybe it'll help someone else out. Maybe you could give it to your friend who's having a problem with haters. Who knows? Uh, Some people have asked how they can support the podcast. Well, guess what? I'm on Patreon. Look me up. Patreon.com slash little and there's different ways to support me on there if you'd like to see me do comedy in person guess what i'm gonna be at the kibitz room tonight 
in West Hollywood, April 8th at 8 p.m., the Warehouse in Marina Del Rey on Thursday and Sunday. I'll be at the Virgil for Witch Hunt. I hope to see you guys there. And you know what? Be on the lookout. We're going to have some changes with a little advice podcast. And I'm excited to unveil those with you guys. And thank you so much again for listening to A Little Advice. And we are back several minutes later. I'm here with Tracy Walker. Hello, Tracy. Hello. All right. I'm so excited to hear about your creative process. And then I've got a question I want to ask you that I've been forgetting to ask guests lately. And I'd love to get your, um, I'd love to get your feedback on that. So, but first let's talk about when you, when you write your jokes, when you come up with the next new thing that you're going to say on stage, what usually happened before that? Um, now the next new joke, cause you know, we got our old, old jokes that we have to work out, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep for a tight set. But my new jokes, how I do those is when they, when I, um, use it from a situation in person, either, mm-hmm. either when I'm by myself, um, with other people, when I'm with other people is easier and it's a much blessing because it's a, it's a, um, a homemade audience, you know, it's a real life situation that happened. I voice my opinion and they crack up laughing and I just write the joke down, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, wow, I did the work for that joke, you know? So it's like you set it up and then you just deliver the punchline and they fall out laughing. So it's like, okay, I might have a little work on the delivery and bringing the passion to it, but the punchline work, you know? Right. That's why a lot of times, a lot of times I get up and just say the punchline, people be like trying to get me like, like endings and tags and all that. And I'm like, I know, I don't want to say that. I know what I'm going to say. I'm just, I just work my joke down bit by bit, but I know how to, I want I have my own process, you know? So and what I is wanna, that process? You say it. My, you, process, you, my, my process is I want to know what's funny. If, if the punchline is funny, like the punchline is like, okay, you, okay. You got the setup. This is what, this is the premise. This is how you feel about it. And then when you do the punchline on it, what, what, what's funny about it? That's what I want to know first. I don't. Some people work from a different point. It's just like the premise and mess around with it and tinker and stuff. I don't want. I don't want to do that. I don't even want to talk about nothing that's not funny. If it's not funny, I don't want to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about it if it's not passionate for me. I talk about things that are passionate for me. So I got a lot of black jokes. I got a lot of um, being single jokes. I got a lot of getting older jokes. And I thought that I'd be writing about different stuff because sometimes you get tired of writing about the same stuff and you're like, wait a minute. I think I people gonna get tired of this this and that but then it's like that's what i got that's what i got and that's that's you know, so do you, that's ever my have, do you ever have anything that comes up that doesn't that's not in one of those categories and if so do you use it or do you try to put it somewhere else to oh yeah that's as a aside? yeah that's a smart question yeah I, t- I i i usually throw it into it with someone else with another category like single or something like that or agent because it's all part of me Cause that's my everyday life. It's going to fall into one of those categories. Right. You know, it, it might be a subcategory, but it's still part of that category that I can eventually, you know, um, grow from. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said that. And you're so clear on that. I think that's something a lot of comedians, especially young comedians get hooked up on is like, what do I talk about? What is this thing? Or, Oh, I've already mentioned that. Or everybody talks about that. We're all talking about the same things, but yep. what is your main, what is your point of view on it? And what are those things that you keep getting drawn to? Yeah, exactly. You know, if that has a fire in it for you, then keep talking about it. And I know with you, 
from from you know knowing you for so many years in the comedy scene having a conversation with you you have this ability to pick out people's funny which is a gift mm-hmm. so hey that's funny write that down hey you should do that you should do that so that's what i really like about your comedy coming from such a real place and thank you the realness in other people and pointing it out what are you doing stop messing around over there oh <laughs> oh yeah but that's and thank you i appreciate that and that's my drive i want i want to know what's funny because to me, I don't want to waste people's time on stage. Like, you get on stage, and people are like, okay, what else? And, okay, what else? I mean, that's cool, and everybody needs to learn how to deal with silence and everything on stage to get comfortable, but don't disrespect the game. You know, right. you ain't up there for jokes. Get the hell on. Get on. Right. It's like I saw you one night at the comedy store, and I was like, damn, you ready to go on? You're like, girl, they need, some fun. they need somebody to make them laugh. They need to laugh. And you saw what was going on, and that's exactly how I feel. And that comes from us evolving in comedy. We paid our dues. We know what 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 work it takes. We know what it is. We know when an audience is not entertained. Mm-hmm. And it's our duty. It's our duty. And we know that that, you know, like if one comedian go up there, especially a female, and fuck up, she fucking it up for all of us. Because right. that's a slot that ain't it just barely open. And mm-hmm. then it's like, go up there and do your shit, bitch, you know? <laughs> that's why I used to try to help all these comedians, but I ain't helping them no more. But I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go on the rise, and so I can help more women because I really, I really want to help, you know, more women because it, we gotta help women because, you know, women been we can you, in our ass. Uh-huh. Do you feel that pressure when you go on stage? Like, okay, I gotta be funny for on behalf of all women or all black people or all black women or or nope. people of a certain. You don't feel that, huh? Hell no, especially for women, because women, half the time, I'm worried about women more than the men not liking me. I'm worried about what I got on. These bitches going to get mad. Are they jealous? Are they envious? They feel funny, bitch, because I got some nice long legs. I've been trying to hide so they can listen to me. I'm like, I'm sick of these bitches. And I'm ever trying to grow and evolve to where I don't feel nothing when I get on that stage but what the hell I got to say and have a good time with it. That's my that's my point. And, um. And because women, I mean, you got to understand, women are, are the ones who bailed, who um, bailed um, R. Kelly out twice. Women are the ones who, who voted Donald Trump in. Women, are, you know what I'm saying? They don't, I don't, I can't, I'm a womanist. I'm not, I had to go through my involvement with being a feminist and being on a um, podcast with a white uh, feminist. And it's just millennial feminists. And, you know, I've learned, and that's enough, some more stuff I'm coming back with. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't, I, I'm not taking I don't I don't feel obligated to women because I I feel like I'm here to lead women. It's like y'all need to get y'all, it's like Nipsey uh, Nipsey Hustle the rapper was trying to lead the people in the community, you know, to get them some value. I'm trying to stand up and be value to women. I I'm a leader for them. They ain't got what I got. And that's where I'm at right now. You know, usually I was like, okay, they going to feel this way. They going to Now I'm like, no, y'all need if even and if y'all feeling that way, you need what I got because I ain't walking around feeling that way. Like most people that's hating on Beyonce, especially black women, I'm like, they, they need to stop. Y'all need to stop. And they hate big time. It ain't no reason to hate on that girl. She ain't did nothing but make us look good. Mm. So to summarize, no, you don't feel that pressure. If <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might for black people sometimes. Hard. I no. might. I might for black people sometimes because yeah. if I'm like the only black person somewhere, I represent for black, you know, yeah. but yeah. There's a lot of so. pressure. And then people asking you questions for the entire race. That's what I feel pressure. It's like, why do, why do black people do that? Or what is that? Like I'm the rep. Oh, I love those kind of like, questions. How did I get, I how did I get nominated? I don't, I 
personally do not like it. I but love let me, it. I love let me it. ask you, what you what do you love about it? Because I get the chance to, to say what's real. Because, you know, they fed stereotypes. These, these, the, the narrative of us is written before, you know, people know us, before they even meet black people. So they already got a, 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 a preconceived notion of who we are. So you ask me a motherfucking question, Connie, oh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to relate it to you in a white way. Like, ask me a question. What's something, what's something they uh, ask you? Okay, wait, wait. Uh I'm trying to think. I've heard the dumbest thing. This, the one I remember the first time I got asked this question, and I'll tell you what I said. But I can't think of more recent one. I have a white boyfriend, so things like this happen a lot, and uh, I just get angry. But I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, and this girl, this white girl, said to me, "Why do all the black girls sit together at lunch?" And I said, "Well, why do all the white girls sit together?" And she right. was shook. She didn't have anything yep. else to say. Because they don't see us as the same. You know, it's like they looking at us as, why you do this? Why you do that? Why, why the hell you do it? We right. humans. We both We're humans. Different. 